Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Mega thrusters are good. All systems are out. Dynaphones connected. Initiating broadcast signal in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order this is the nerd world order broadcast i am the man that you call dukes and to my right here comes the oh yeah what's up it's your boy joe and to my other other right coming straight out of krakoa the one only alfonso x-man flores how you doing bub welcome back ladies and gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order this is the nerd world order broadcast we are the official broadcast of the nerd world order community uh right now we're almost thirty thousand strong and growing every day if you're interested in becoming part of the nerd world order community you can find us on facebook just type in hashtag i am in w o so gentlemen uh let's see here alfonso what is some nerdy stuff that you have been up to lately <laughs> well, you know, getting ready to set up all the Christmas lights. I'm supposed to do that the day after Thanksgiving, but I'm a little behind because I had to sit back and watch 8-Bit Christmas. <laughs> all right, so I have a 5-year-old, I have a 15-year-old, and I have a wife who doesn't like anything. But 8-Bit um, Christmas was kind of nostalgic, similar to that of like combination of like the Princess Bride and Christmas Story, you know, where you got the you got the man, old man telling the story to the kid about back in my day. And, uh, but that was Neil Patrick Harris. And, uh, and then, you know, they, rather than looking for the red rider, BB gun lever action, whatever they were looking for the Nintendo entertainment system. And you're coming from my generation. You know what that's like, um, except for me, because I was like, Oh, my friends got the NES. I'm going to go for the Sega master system. And it was pretty bad. I thought the mega the Sega Master System was pretty good. I that was my preference. I yeah. was exactly like you were. I thought to myself, like everyone else has an NES. I'm gonna get this Master System. But you know what? I never actually got the I got the Master System when you put it on clearance at KB Toys, Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Master System was funny because you had a cartridge up top which played pretty decent games. And then you got like a little card insert that you insert in the front. And those were pretty crappy games, but they were still pretty fun. You know, it's like just things that you didn't get to see. Everybody had super Mario brothers. Everybody had excite bike. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I played all those cause all my friends had them. Uh, and I played them often, but you know, sometimes we'd even switch systems for a week, you know, and I got to play Alex kid miracle world. Uh, yeah. Oh man. What was that other one? Uh, that was a great game. Shinobi. Yeah. Shin oh, Shinobi. Yes. Yes, cruising USA and 
Mm-hmm. There was what was the one where you you like had the guy and you're shooting straight and there's always these, these swirly things coming at you so you're like flying forward but he's not moving you're just kind of doing one of these things and I don't know it was it was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and they oh, had the gun right too <laughs> awesome. yeah they did have a gun that's right but they never uh, got a crappy glove that didn't work <laughs> I wanted the glove so bad I, I'd still sport it today like on a oh, Friday cool. night <laughs> me too. You know, but, I, I'm sure on Etsy somewhere, someone makes a replica of that just for you to wear. That on one hand, the the Infinity Gauntlet in the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was it was a really cool movie because you know it's like you got the little sister in the movie who's looking for Cabbage Patch Kids. Like, I need the Cabbage Patch Kid. And I don't know if you guys remember the Cabbage Patch Kids in the '80s, but yeah. grandmas grandmas were fighting over them because they came with birth certificates. You know, everybody wanted a Cabbage Patch Kid for some reason. You know, it was just. It's kind of creepy, but you know, some little kids got them, a lot didn't. <laughs> um, and then the boys, they were all after, well, not all the boys, there was girls there too, but they were all wanting the NES. And you got the one little rich kid who had the NES and he was a yeah. jerk to everybody. You know, it was it was a little corny, a little hallmarky, you know, uh kind of uh Nickelodeon-ish, but it was it was fun. It was fun. There was a bit of nostalgia. Um I, I heard Duke started to watch it. What what happened when you started to watch it, Dukes? I fell asleep. <laughs> I understand what you mean. The nostalgia's there. Uh, my wife still has her Cabbage Patch Kid. I can relate. I remember everybody getting hyped over their NES. But man, I just—it was—it was bad writing, man. It was just really bad writing. Uh, Joe, did you check it out? Um, no. I mean, I watched the trailer and I was just like, mm. I wasn't—I wasn't interested because you know. You know, we grew up poor, dude. We couldn't afford no NES, bro. You know what I mean? And I didn't even have cool friends that had it. The only time I was able to play an NES was when we used to rent it from a video store. And I remember we used to be able to rent it for like three days mm-hmm. for like 1999, maybe? Yeah. 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 Right? I think it was something like that. So, like, mm-hmm. you were, I was able to play some games for a week. And, you know, back then, you were... If you if you had an opportunity to play, you were beating the game because you only <laughs> oh. had three days. I had three days to beat this damn game, dude. Because my mom was not gonna let me go past three days. Dude. I had to beat it. I had yeah. to beat it. <laughs> you know, it's funny as while well, watching it, I had to do some research because I was like, dude, how much was an NES back then? It was eighty nine ninety nine, and it was ninety nine ninety nine if you got it with Mario Brothers, like ten dollars more for a game, you know. Oh. And I'm like. 90 bucks that's nothing and then i'm thinking well wait that was 80s prices so that i mean i did the calculations it's like roughly seven hundred thousand dollars today yeah <laughs> i mean a minimum wage was probably like what three bucks Something yeah like maybe like three dollars i know so when what? i was when i was working in 1990 1992 93 92 minimum wage was four dollars and 25 cents an hour wow that, that was kp toy store money yeah like, yeah, like, like that's I said, half your paycheck. That's your, yeah, half your paycheck. <laughs> that's your whole paycheck, dude. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, we didn't get forty hours. Oh wait, you know what, dude? Like, oh, oh, I did it. I did it. I got forty hours. But you're right, though. We didn't get forty. I think we got like twenty-five, right? So you have yep. to save up for at least a couple of weeks. But then taxes hit too. Yeah. So. Hey, ooh, times was hard, man. Hey, you could get X Men figures three for ten dollars, man. That's that's all I cared about. <laughs> that was big money too back in those days, dude. You're like, hmm, can I get Del Taco? Like Del Taco on Tuesdays, you used to be able to get like three tacos for a dollar. Yep. You had to choose. 
Do I get these tacos <laughs> or do I get these X-Men figures? Because you couldn't do both in the same week. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Man's got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, what you been up to? Just been working, man. It's well, you know, you guys know I work at EPS, so all I'm doing is working. So yes. uh we're the real Santa Claus, if you didn't know. So <laughs> um you should know very well because it's even though you say Amazon always does your deliveries, bro. I bet you UPS does half of that. Bro, <laughs> you should do like what what Nian actually orders, bro. Like bro. you should do like you know how you used to do like um the unboxing, <laughs> yeah. You know it should be an Amazon we, unboxing, bro. We talked about that. Here's what we're gonna do because we are actually going to do this. So nice. here's the thing, right? She, she, or she opens up the box, and then I try to figure out what it is <laughs> because she has some stuff. She opens up, and I'm like, well, "What is it?" And she's right. like, "Oh, like the last thing she got. She said it's a water bladder." For a tree so you don't have to water your tree all the time so so you put the water in the bladder and there's these two little spouts on the bottom and basically uh it waters your tree for like a month and you don't don't have to water your tree but to me it just looked like an inner tube right <laughs> so i was like inner tube <laughs> bro quick happen you don't be watering those trees <laughs> It's Ontario, bro. It's desert. No, <laughs> dude. Trees, bro. Dude, that's why she got that's why she got the the bladder. Because she's like, this tree's dying. So <laughs> I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put this bladder there. So yeah, dude. That's actually something we discussed is you know, like basically I try to figure out what it is. Like the other day, it's funny because everything is like um what was it? The um like little globes. You know how you put those little globes in your plants and when mm -hmm. the little globe doesn't have water in it it's time to water your plants again stuff like that yeah. you know so even though to joe's point ontario is somewhat of a desert there are uh we get a lot of gardening stuff yeah <laughs> joe <Gotta> hydrate <laughs> that's right gotta hydrate joe uh let's talk comic-con for a moment so sunday uh you and i went to san diego comic-con special edition didn't we walk it like in like 45 minutes the whole the whole venue basically this is the first time i ever walked <laughs> comic-con one time through and didn't get tired right like like normally about halfway through the exhibit hall i start doing that little stretch while you're standing up you know like when joe goes to look at some comics or or, or like x-man would go to look at some some figures you do that stretch where like, you don't want people to know you have to stretch, but you're stretching. Yeah. <laughs> but this time it was just like zip straight through. No problem. You do uh, like that know. dog. You know, the dog kicked the leg after he's done yeah. peeing. Yeah. You like kick it to stretch, out your, stretch out your legs and your knees. Yeah. So I, I didn't mind it being small. It felt more intimate. Here's right. my thing, right? People paid $150 for three days. That's the normal price. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some people pay like $65 for one day. Imagine if you paid $65, right? And you walk through that door and you see that miniature exhibit hall, right? Or you read the panels and you're like, nope, 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 nope. There are some pretty cool panels. Uh, some friends of the Nerd World Order 
did have some panels so i was pretty happy that they were able to have different panels here and there but it was just a lackluster con overall if you consider what the cons normal normally like like i was thinking instead of it being called special edition it should have been called limited edition <laughs> mm -hmm. like you don't want to say it again yeah but isn't special edition supposed to be better than the regular edition That's yeah. special yeah where was the chromium cover well <laughs> And it's usually more. It's called Comic Con. Right. It not, was just like. Not T-shirt con. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It was just mostly yeah. T-shirts and stuff. What, was Marvel there? No. Was no. DC there? No. no. Toy Biz? No. No. Funko. Funimation? Funko, Funko, Funko was, was there. there. Okay. Yeah, Funko was but there. you had to have a raffle, right, to get in. Yeah. Like, you had to get into a raffle. I'm, it's like, dude, I ain't trying to get in a raffle. And, bro, the line for the Funko booth yeah. still wrapped around the building. Wow. Right. It's not that serious, Funko. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely not. Was there a Hall H? Hall H is where you checked in to get your badge. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That hurts. Yeah. So I mean, I'd have loved to have gone. I mean, you know, I, I like small shows. I love the <clears throat> you know, nature of them. I love, you know, just being with, with my fellow nerds, but Man, if I'd have spent that money on those tickets, I'd have been fierce. I mean, they got to yeah. give you something for that. Bro, there was one point where we were sitting down talking, and then Alan looks up and goes, oh, wow, I forgot where we were at the con. <laughs> I, I saw a picture of Callan sitting behind a booth like he was like it was his. Oh, dude, <laughs> so, like, you know, when you're walking Artist Alley, you're kind of, like, just walking with your you – you're not even really looking, right? Because right. you don't want to even – hey, hey, do you like – um? <laughs> Do you like snowmobiles? Like, no. <laughs> and the next one's like, hey, are you into gardening? Like, are your trees dying and you need a little water bell to make it grow? You know, so like you're walking real quick, try not to make eye contact. And then you just hear dukes. And it was turned around and it's Callan. I think his friend was John, right? Yeah. And they were just sitting there with just, they just <laughs> took over the booth with nothing there. And I was just laughing because it was funny because we didn't see him there because, again, you're trying not to make eye contact. You know, I, I did that one time. There was like a small con in Pomona one time and like somebody packed up early and left. So like all the swag that I got from throughout the con, I sat there on the table and I set it all up nice, you know, <laughs> free take one. I'm sanding them out. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But I love stuff like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, you could have done this at the biggest convention of the year. Yeah, right. So. Because I think you were saying like the L.A. Comic Con is actually going to look like it's getting better. L.A. Comic-Con looks like it's going to be better than San Diego this year. I'm noticing more celebrities, right? More are celebrities. They, are they doing the, um, you have to be vaccinated to get in? Oh, yeah. L.A. is all about yeah. that right are now. They, they you can't even get into a bar or a restaurant in L.A. without a vaccination card. Because I was kind of wondering, that's probably why a lot of vendors didn't go to San Diego Comic-Con. No, it's going to be exactly the same uh vaccination requirements my understanding is that any venue that has a certain size uh number of an anticipated uh people showing up they have to follow those same guidelines so you're going to need your mask you're going to have to have your vax card everything of that nature that's just life at uh in california for right. the foreseeable future yeah when i went to that lakers game the other day man it was i mean everybody they're like turning people away nope you don't got a Vax card, you got to go. Wow. Then they're checking it against everybody's IDs. Make sure you're you. Yeah. It yeah. was 
But I'm good with that, though. And I think anything yeah, we do to keep people safe, yeah, it's yeah. all good. Sunday, well, I started it on Saturday, and then I finished on Sunday. I watched Black Friday uh, with Bruce Campbell. Oh, let's see that. that I would, it was. It was. Uh, you know me. I'm not a spoiler. But I would say if you're looking for a goofy movie uh, with some mediocre action and some mediocre acting but you're just gonna have fun watching it it's black friday dude and it's very typical bruce campbell where he's just playing a total goofball um yeah it's it's a really good really good uh really good movie so tonight my wife's like hey uh you know our son's uh christmas recital is is on december 16th and i'm like Thursday, December 16th, the, the day that I told you that I just bought tickets for. And I'm like, God, seriously, God, the blood. I'm like, am I going to go see my son's recite? Like, you know, oh, man. And then she's like, oh, no, it's the 7th. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I, I, I was about to have a meltdown down, man. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Marvel movies used to come out on my wife's birthday and that always created like mad drama in my house. So. <laughs> We're watching it for you. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, dude, it was like trying to get a PS5, bro. bro we're, watching, we're watching Ghostbusters, right? We're in the, the concession stand to get some nachos. And, and uh, my son's like, yo, the guys in front said they just bought Spider-Man tickets. I said, chillax, bro. We'll get it later. Go in there and sit down. He's like, dude, get the Spider-Man tickets. I said, chill out, bro. He's like, it's going to sell out. I said, bro, just chill. <laughs> and then we're, we, we walking out. Dude, it's like, I think 11.45 at this time. We're 12. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, dude, are you going to do the tickets? I'm like, bro, I'm going to go home. I'm going to connect to the Wi-Fi. It'll be faster. <laughs> so I come in. I'm laying down. He comes busting in my room. Yo, you get the tickets yet? I'm like, bro, chill. It's not going to sell out. He's all, it's going to sell out. I said, no, it's not. And then sure enough, dude, like, errors, errors. I was like, what the hell is going on, dude? And he, it was supposed to come out today at 9. Yeah. In the yeah. morning. Not last night at 9. Right? And it's just like, you you log on, and it's like X's. And I'm like, what the hell? Then you log back on, and then now it's like just the front row. I'm like. What the hell is going on, dude? But then in 3D, I was able to get any seat I wanted. And I was like, I might just get it now because I, I'll be damned if you're going to watch it the day after Thursday. You're gonna, it, it's going to be everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Alfonso hey. actually saved me there uh, because I got the tickets, but my theater was only giving me tickets for Friday. So I was all happy. And then Alfonso's like, You got tickets for Thursday night? And I was like, No. Comes out Friday. What are you talking about? And I was like, I went back and I changed the dates manually. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're there. <laughs> so I went back and I got tickets and they were the neck breaker seats, but that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Alfonso. All right. All right. So real quick. Um, last podcast, we talked about Steven in his podcast a lot. We ne neglected to say Steven from the cult pop cult podcast podcast which we've been featured on a few times yes. uh, i just want to make sure i give him a shout out but more importantly he was uh in charge of getting us tickets for imax for spider-man uh I, you know i already venmoed over him the money and everything and 
and like here I am, like half asleep, you know, midnight, my phone pops up. I'm like, what the heck is this? And Steven's like, like the longest text ever. I'm like, I'm reading that in the morning. <laughs> so in the morning I get up and I go to look at it. There was another one. So at first it's like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm online, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna, I'm I'm getting it right. And then, it, and then it crashed. The whole thing crashed. And it's like, I don't know. It's every man for himself. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. And then he goes, he goes, I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning again. Try it again. And it was already gone. I couldn't. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So I immediately hopped online, grabbed my Fandango gift card that I had. Biggity bam. Got me some neck breakers. <laughs> yeah. I, I refuse to be like. You know, even though the recliners, bro, I'm not trying to look up like that the whole time, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just sit in the back of some 3Ds where I want to sit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do 3D with these big glasses that I wear. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I just, 3D, after a while, I just, you no, know, it feels like your eyes adapt to it and you mm-hmm. lose that 3D feel. Like, it just doesn't yeah. feel like it. But, Joe, that's a good life hack, bro. If you need, if you can't find seats, no one wants to pay for 3D. I was like, damn bro, it, he's right. Nobody. <laughs> bro, maybe three seats were in there taken. I was like, oh, I'm going to sit in the back. Holla at your boy. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to uh, Steve, though. He do be doing some long-ass paragraphs, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, dude. But you kind of appreciate it because, you know, how, like oh, someone yeah. just shows like three to four texts simultaneously. Like, hey, what's up? Oh, you know, just chilling. Hey, you know, like, you're just like, bro, just finish the sentence. This dude does a paragraph, and I appreciate that, though. Yeah, it's interesting because Steven is, like, the most calm and reserved dude, like, when he's oh, talking. Yeah. So for him to be, like, in a panic at midnight, I'm like, dude, that was yeah. Armageddon, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Now, you know what's funny? Joe's going to be watching in 3D getting kicked in the face like the lizard. Oh yeah, <laughs> but dude, isn't that shocking? Like this spider, it's a Sony movie, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. Marvel is part of it, but it's Sony, dude. Yeah. You know, even though Mar- Marvel has their like ties in it, I was just like, wow, this is like probably the this is the only Marvel movie slash Sony or any movie that I had difficulties with trying to get a ticket. Yeah. Other than Endgame. Yeah. I Endgame. have no problem with Endgame. In game, the servers crash as well. I remember reading articles on it. But here's my question for you guys I'm so glad you guys brought this up because I'm okay. This movie is only going to be in theaters for let's say about nine days, maybe give or take, before the end of the year. Okay. Which means it has one week, let's say a week and a half, to be the highest grossing movie of the year do you think it will be in that short amount of time one week i mean it, it could if it continues to sell out every day i mean come on it, Alfonso. it's possible a yes or no none of this <laughs> none, none of this maybe i didn't i didn't place my bet yes mm-hmm. or no no Oh, okay, ladies, gentlemen, and knights. I'm writing it down, putting it in my Deadpool folder. Alfonso said no. Joe to why? I think it will. And let me explain. The reason why I think I was talking to somebody at work, right? You know, because I was taking a package car out to another driver because he blew out with pickups. And one of my drivers is like, No way, Guzman, shout out because he listens to the podcast. Holla at your boy. So he's like, yo. Did you get the tickets? And I was like, 
I said, yeah, dude. Like, you get yours? He goes, yeah, dude. He's like, my wife was like, yo, why don't you just watch it Sunday? And he looked at me and he said, I looked at her, why don't you watch it Sunday? <laughs> 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 but he but he got the tickets, right? And I was like, dude, it's crazy how it, it's selling out like that. And he made a great point, dude. Everybody is buying tickets to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to play in Spider-Man. Everybody wants to see him in there. That's a good point. And so because everybody wants to see him in there, they're going to pay. Whether they're in there for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, five minutes, they're in there. They want to see them in there. And so you got to figure there are people. I mean, Internet is Internet. There's people that only like Toby. There's people that only like Andrew. There's people that like Tom. So now you're going to get all those people that didn't like watching the Tom movie, right? Portrayal of Spider-Man. They're going to go because they know Toby's going to be in it or they know Andrew Garfield's going to be in it. And that's why... Like Noe said, I think it's that's why it's selling out, and I think that's why it's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I I don't want to do an Alfonso because I was just like, you know, make a decision. <laughs> but here's my thing. I think I'm gonna first of all, I'm just gonna throw throw it down and say yes, it is going to be the highest grossing movie of the year, which I think currently Shang Shang Chi. It's currently the highest grossing movie of the year. So it has to surpass, surpass Shang-Chi, which I think it could do. Here's my thing. First week, everybody watches it, right? But it's not a good movie. Therefore, the sales drop off dramatically. That's what I think may happen. But I'm still going to say, still going to say, I think, because movies don't even have to be good now. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like other than Chung Chi, like big movies haven't been that good. You know, it's just like, oh, we're gonna go watch the Eternals because it's a Marvel movie, or, or um, well, Ghostbusters was good, but I'm trying to think of another movie. Or right, movies don't have to be good for people that just go out and watch them. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, mm-hmm. okay, that movie was some hot trash, <laughs> but it lasted in number one for like one or two weeks because everybody just you know they got caught up in that venom hype you know uh so even though i i thought venom was okay for you know you know a movie's bad when people go in with excuses when they're like well you have to know what you were getting into when you watch this movie and you have to understand that you weren't looking for like a good movie you were just looking to be entertained like most of the fast and furious movies right that's like the fast and the furious excuse now well mm-hmm. you're not going in for plot or acting you're just going in to be entertained so, um, hey, but yeah. that's true though. Yo, <laughs> bro, For- name a kung fu movie, bro, that had a good storyline, bro. I ain't watching no <laughs> kung fu movies with storylines. I'm watching them for some fighting, bro. Are we talking like the old Shaw Brothers movies? Yeah, bro, those stories suck. Didn't make sense, but hey, they were fighting. It was dope. I agree. Yin Wu Ping movie. I'm watching them for the, you know, for the kung fu, the choreography. Yeah. I don't even care Jackie about the story. Chan. Now yeah. that you mentioned, even Jackie Chan, dude, his movies oh. made no sense. Remember no. Rumble in the Bronx when the kid had no had yeah. no video game in the back of his Game Boy yeah. and he was just playing? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't care because you was like, hey, whatever. Show me some Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on a side note, what do you think about the Matrix, bro? Oh my Are you gosh. Up for that? Dude, dude. Oh my gosh, bro. Oh my gosh. I'm beyond excited for the Matrix, bro. 
think he's gonna suck, bro. Just like that video game. Do you mean the one that I played nonstop mm-hmm. for years? <laughs> yep. And no one played? The one that I still tell my son about? I'm like, son, let me tell you about the entire history of the Matrix. <laughs> and then they created this game, which was actually a continuation of the Matrix, about what happened after Neo defeated everything in the Matrix. That one? Yeah, bro. This movie's going to be incredible. That was the only, You were the only person that ever played that game. <laughs> bro. It started off, there were a lot of people playing the game. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like what's gonna happen to Superman or excuse me, Spider-Man. At first, a lot of people were playing the game, and they were like, eh. And it dropped off, and it was just like me and like 12 dudes from Russia. That was it. <laughs> I love that game, bro. If if they came up with that game tomorrow, I would play it. I love that game. Dude, so you think that's just a younger version of Matrix, or you think it's a prequel of like one of his other, you know, because like, I think it was, what was he, like the 12th one or something like that? Yeah. Do you think it was like, maybe it's a different version, like maybe the second or third one? Because that guy's kind of young. All I know is it's the Matrix, bro. I'm not trying to figure anything out. I'm just ready to follow the white rabbit, my bro. That's <laughs> all that matters. I'm going to watch it, but I think it's going to suck. The good thing is on HBO Max for free. Yes. Dang, that was like a double stab, guys. Like, like, <laughs> like Joe said it, and then Alfonso came in and said, "Amen." <laughs> hey, am I wrong though, Alfonso? Am I wrong though? Okay, come on, bro. Oh you my god, bro! You heard it sound like he's like, "Yes, he did." Uh, I, I saw that. And I was like, "Yeah." I will be there opening day. Opening day, first in line. I'm. I'm okay. I'm going to watch it with my family, but I'm going to make sure that I watch it as early as possible. Like if, cause my wife gets off around six, six 30, I'm going to watch it with the son and the wife at six, six 30. But if they have like a nine o'clock show in the morning, that's where I'm going to be. Bro. Yeah. I'll bet you right now I can get any seat I want. It's not available yet. When it goes on sale, I get any seat I want. <laughs> I ain't going to be like Steven at 12 o'clock. I can't get them tickets. <laughs> I can't get the tickets. <laughs> I will be up at midnight. Okay. I wonder if Yin Wu Ping is going to like do part of the choreography again. Dude, it, it doesn't matter. It's the Matrix. Okay. That's I always good. Okay. Like I always say that. Like me and my son, if something's bad, we just won't admit it as long as it's part of our franchise. Okay, Matrix Revolution and Matrix Reloaded, those were the jam. You mean Dragon Ball Z? You've been saying that for like 30 years, bro. I'm just saying. That's your comeback every time. You mean the Dragon Ball Z fight? I'm like, come on, bro. Bro, I remember I was in the theater with my son. I was like, what is this, Dragon Ball Z? You know what? I love Dragon Ball Z too, so I'm okay if they did that. I cannot wait for the Matrix. Alfonso, you don't understand, my bro. I used to have a room. It's called the Matrix room in my house. Okay. Nice. Just dedicated to the Matrix. I have Matrix statues. I have Matrix bus. I have limited edition Matrix stuff. I love the Matrix. Like special edition, like San Diego Comic Con special edition Matrix stuff? Actually, no. <laughs> you're gonna say it sucked. 
but I did buy some stuff, Matrix stuff, at previous Comic Cons, not this one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have the light up Neo bust. Super nice. hard to find, right? right? So there's the regular Neo bust, right? Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there's one where there's like a light underneath, so it looks like the Matrix code, like he's becoming part of the Matrix code. My gosh, dude, you got me hyped up, man. <laughs> I'm ready to go now. I don't care about no Spider-Man No Way Home. It's about the Matrix. <laughs> so curious. It's gonna, oh, go ahead, go ahead. When was the last time you guys watched The Matrix? Last week. Oh, okay, good. I, I got it. I'm going to watch it again. I want to see how well it holds up because, I mean, you know, the CG was, you know, but back then it was the bomb, you know, so we'll have to see how it goes. But I, I definitely got to give it a rewatch. Okay. So you need to start at the Animatrix, which goes into the origins of the Matrix. Then you need to watch the Matrix. Then you need to watch the clips from right. one one of the Matrix video games, right? Then you need to watch The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Then you need to watch The Matrix Revolution. Then you need to play the video game that Joe's trying to talk smack about, (laughs) which is a continuation (laughs) of The Matrix. That's what you need to do before The Matrix comes out. (laughs) Do I have enough time? When's it come out? Uh, I think it's December 24th. Oh, that was Christmas. That was Christmas. You know, well, yeah, that's the date, but you know how they do it like a day before for people who are going to watch oh, it like right. over and over the first day, like me. That's the 24th. I didn't realize it was this year. Nice. Yeah, dude. I don't think I have all that time. I'm just going to watch the first one. Oh, it's the 22nd. Oh, nice. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm going to be like Charlie Brown with a great pumpkin, bro. <laughs> I'm going to just be out there waiting. <laughs> Oh, they they moved uh, they moved it up, up to what? The twenty second. Oh, they moved it up. Yeah, because they're like, oh, this movie's gonna suck, and we gotta we gotta get as much you know stuff that we can do. Well, that, Bro, that just just watch Matrix Run, and then forget all about the lazy writing. Oh, so good. <laughs> but that could affect Spider Man's numbers for you know the biggest box office of the year. Not if Joe has anything to say about it. <laughs> the good thing about not expecting much from a movie when you go on, you're like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. Dude. I cannot wait for us to do an end of the year recap of our top movies because I already know what my number one is going to be. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> the Eternals. <laughs> the Matrix. Yeah. First topic up for discussion is a little movie that I'm going to call the sequel to the first Ghostbusters, even though it occurs, what, 35 years later? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Joe, give us your thoughts. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, you, you told me I should see it. I mean, it's very nostalgic. Like you said, the ending gets you. And this movie, I thought this movie was really good from the beginning. Like, I wasn't bored. I was entertained. Um, the granddaughter was hella funny. <laughs> yes. You know, the, I, I, I'm I'm a fan of the cornbread kind of jokes like that. I love yes, that. Yes. Just because it's for me, it's just funny. It's just no matter someone, I, mean, I do them all the time. People think they're dumb, but I think they're hella funny. <laughs> and 
you say it's a sequel, but it's also you know it can stand by itself. I, I think too. If you didn't watch, you don't need to watch the other two Ghostbusters to enjoy this movie. That's what I liked about it. Like you can just watch it and be okay with it. Because I, I didn't would, care too much with the second one. That's why I'm. Okay. That's why I'm saying it's a sequel to the first one, not right. the second one. Because I don't think people really care much for the second Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. I think that they like the second Ghostbusters because it's simply like, because they like the first Ghostbusters, but I don't know anybody who actually says like, yeah, that was a pretty solid movie. I, you know, mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching it. So I agree. But uh, it can stand alone too, though. It can stand yeah. alone. Like, I don't think you need to watch the first Ghostbusters to enjoy this movie or to even know what it's about. I would say that the nostalgia wouldn't be there, and I would say that the <clears throat> the feels that you get, yeah. this movie definitely gave you the feels, comes from making the connection of the first movie to this one. I was actually talking to my mom on, I don't know, Sunday maybe, uh, and I was telling her it was really weird sitting there watching that movie, remembering she took me to the first Ghostbusters mm -hmm. when I was around my son's age. I'm taking my son to this Ghostbusters. That's a wild idea, man. Yeah. And that just that just creates all sorts of feels for me, bro. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. You know, there you don't have to watch the first one in order to get it. But man, that just really had some hard connections for me, bro. That didn't even look like they were in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Didn't even feel like they were in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, people actually pointed that out. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying there's no mountains in Oklahoma. Um, I haven't been there, but, you know, I heard that a lot on the Internet. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, um, I I really enjoyed the movie. I mean, it was it was a very good mix of, like, what, what is done today. And because, uh, you know, Ghostbusters was a little corny back in the day. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it was a little corny. You know, this it, this didn't really have that same feel to it. You know, it was a little more serious, a little more uh, angsty. You know, it's like you've, you've got the teens and, you know, it's like even even the Ghostbusters back then didn't deal with kids. They dealt with adults. So it was it was a whole new feel to it. You know, that little girl, she was probably a little on the spectrum and she was amazing. You know, her mm -hmm. you know, like, like you said, the jokes and the way she related to adults better than she did to kids. And, and then podcast, I mean, that little boy, man, he was, <laughs> that kid is where it was at, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, good. And uh, yeah. And then when it, when it started to come back around, you know, it's like, for, first of all, like you're watching and you're like, Ooh, that's from the movie. Oh, that's, Oh, I, and, and, you know, slowly, but surely you're, you're kind of like Paul Rudd. His character was kind of like what you are, you know, like, Oh, is this real? Where did you get this? You know, and then and then later on they they move into like towards the end when you start to see, you know, everything come to come into fruition. And I and it was, I I you know I teared up a little. <laughs> you know, it was good. I held my daughter. It's funny before we started watching the movie. I mean, a couple of years back, uh, my daughter and I we watched the movie together and the movies, and she she loved them. You know, she she really enjoyed it, which was nice. But when we were watching this one, I was like, well, you know, they might do this. And she's like, they better not do that. That's going to ruin it. And and then they they did it. And then I was like, so what would you think? She goes, they, they did it right. They did it right. And for, you know, to see hear that from a 15-year-old kid who, you know, has kind of got her finger on the pulse of what's cool nowadays, uh, I was I was pretty impressed with that. So I, I think they did good work. Dude, I, my son said two things, bro. Right? <laughs> he goes – they just came at the end for that little part right there, but that was kind of whack. <laughs> and the other one was like, 
if that trap captures ghosts, how come it didn't capture? Right, right, right. And I'm like looking at him going, hmm. I don't know how it was super selective, especially with it being so powerful, you know? My response would be it was based on his positioning behind the proton pack. It's all about positioning. Yeah. Lazy writing. <laughs> Check and mate. Positioning. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely about the positioning behind the proton packs. I would think that Egon Spangler, having created the configuration of the traps and the proton packs, would know the perfect place where he would need to come in in order to not be affected by the traps. That's true. Oh, and it had to be it. So the average person won't, won't know that. Oh, all, all I was saying is like there was, you know, there was positioning. You know, you had to be in a perfect spot to, to be caught. They had to lure the ghost to that spot. So just as long as you know where that spot was not, then yeah, you could be in the proper position not to get trapped. So let me throw something out at you guys. So Jason Reitman, uh, who is the director of the movie, said that he is looking for the Ghostbusters movies in the future. He may not direct them. Uh, and, and the reason for that is because he's looking for different voice, voices, uh, the more diverse voices than just sort of uh sequels to the ideas that were already in ghostbusters uh so the ghostbusters movie from 2016 is called uh ghostbusters answer the call right um which was the female cast mm. do you feel like if this ghostbusters if if answer the call would have come after this ghostbusters it may have been received better no way no way. That that movie was crap. <laughs> I mean, Chris Hemsworth was funny in it, but I don't know, man. That movie was just, they tried to reinvent everything, you know. If they would, they, it's something that you just got to carry on the legacy. What do you think, Joe? Joe. That movie sucked. So you don't think it would have been received better other than that? No, not if it sucks. Okay. Well, let me give you my perspective on it. I feel like the movie itself did have weak points, but I also feel like um, due to the fact that it was trying to build a new universe, it would have come across perfectly. I feel like, you know, the uh, Melissa McCarthy character could have seen what was going on. I wanted to be another Ghostbuster. Uh, one of the things that they're talking about right now is obviously at the end of the movie, Ernie Hudson sort of have had an after credit scene. Uh, Ernie Hudson said he wants to be the Nick Fury of the Ghostbusters universe, right? Which would, which would mean that uh, he would be able to sort of integrate all of these new and different Ghostbusters into that. So I think it would have been received better uh, had there been an opportunity to have it build upon this Ghostbusters rather than just come in as like a brand new interpretation. So that's my thought. Uh, let's see here. So additionally with Ghostbusters, what do you guys want to happen next for this uh, franchise? Um, create a multiverse so they can disregard that last movie with Melissa McCarthy. How would creating a multiverse require them to, to disregard it? Look, create something where it never existed. <laughs> but that wouldn't be a multiverse that would just be a different universe multiverse of madness 
So in addition to that, uh, there was actually a comic book relating to what Joe said. Um, there was a comic book that crossed over the movie Ghostbusters, uh, the Answer the Call Ghostbusters, the Extreme, the Extreme Ghostbusters, and the real Ghostbusters. Uh, so actually that comic book did create a multiverse, which I read and it was pretty cool. So nice. um, Alfonso, what do you want to see next? You know, I, I'd like to actually see them do, you know, I, I don't mind them branching out like that. The the only the biggest problem with the other the the ghost answer to call was it it didn't acknowledge anyone, it just recreated everything. If if they do it to where like they're in the same universe and they all work with that, you can have one that's a complete horror, you know, horror horror movie. You know, it's like why why not? You know, it's you're dealing with ghosts, you know, it doesn't have to be all fluff, you know. Um, and then, you know, they come and save the day or, you know, you can see these kids grow up, you can see them branch out, you know, you can see, uh, there, there's a lot they can do with it. You know, Ernie Hudson can, you know, have his own team, you know, and, and, you know, they, they come out and they try to do what they can, but they can't quite do it the same way. So they got to bring in the, uh, they got to bring in Spangler, you know, the young girl to come in and show them how it's done. And it's like all these people, you know, who like. You know, they could be like ex-Marines or whatever, or firefighters. And, you know, they think they know what they're doing. And this little girl comes and says, no, you got to do this. And, you know, I think they could work with that. Dude, Ghostbusters as a horror movie, like a straight up rated R horror movie. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like it's something that could happen. Obviously, it would be a divergence from the, the current way that they're going with the family films. But Ghost Corpse, which are, or I guess Ghost Core. Uh, which is the company that oversees all the creative for the uh, Ghostbusters franchise, since they are sort of, it's similar to Marvel and uh, Kevin Feige in the sense that like, you know, they're, they're trying to make sure that everything links up now. A horror movie? That's an awesome idea, man. Mm -hmm. I really like that. They could definitely do it. No, I mean, they could. Um, I mean, wasn't the villain in this last one, same one from the first movie? Yeah, I mean, Gozer. So so they could they could make new villains. I mean, it doesn't that doesn't have to be just that guy only. I mean, so there's opportunity there. I think if they make it into like a horror movie, I don't know, because it did so well with now the way it is. I think it's. I actually liked this one better than the first one. So because I enjoyed it a lot more. The first one I was like, it's it's okay. You know what I mean? I wasn't really into Ghostbusters as much as most people were, but I think this one's a good direction if they stick to it. I, I don't know if the horror thing might work. Yeah, I was a huge Ghostbusters fan. There was a period when I was telling everybody I was going to be a parapsychologist, but... Oh, wow. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I actually almost bought ghost uh, recording equipment a few years back, but then I thought to myself, yeah, you know what, dude? You don't want to bring home any spirits or apparitions, so <laughs> stay away from that. So, yeah. So, uh, let's get into... The MCU's newest installment, Hawkeye. Uh, it's a pretty good show. I like it. Um, the rise from that comic book, the 2012 run. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I like. I like the the take on it of like they're making him more human, right? Because you know superheroes, you have all these powers, and you know one scene where he went to the liquor store and was getting some antibiotics just for all his cuts and scrapes. Let you know that he's he's a superhero, but he's still human. He can still die. Where the other ones seem like they're invincible and they can't die, right? I like that aspect of it. I like the the mentoring ship of it. Um, I really enjoyed 
I really enjoyed it. Like I had I watched it twice with my son. So I watched it the first time, then watched it the second time with him. But yeah, I liked it. That was good. Alfonso. Yeah, I mean that that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up too, is like just the way he's he's human, you know. You uh <laughs> you know, you you've even like Black Widow didn't even go that that realm where it's like, you know, hey, you don't want that cut to get infected, you know. <laughs> that could be bad, you know. Um he he uh He's playing a really good aging superhero. You know, he's he's uh, he's handling it really well. You know, with men, he's not even mentoring this girl yet. You know, he's they're gonna get there. You know, he's gonna have to because he's gonna be like, you know, if you're gonna do this, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be smart about it. Um, but everything they've done so far, you know, he's just trying to keep her safe. And then, you know, the feels when it came to like, you know, he sees her in the Ronin outfit, and he's like whoa that was from a bad time in my life you know and and he had to go and collect that and um even the uh the musical the roger steve rogers musical that was hilarious man um i i think i found uh there on youtube there was a track of the whole song and i i shared it i still haven't listened to it but uh, i've got to go back and listen to that because i love musicals so i'm kind of weird like that um the girl, she's, you know, she is doing an amazing job. You know, she's, she's got that, um, you know, kind of like that childlike, uh, innocence to her. Um, but you know, she's still just, you know, she, she's martial arts expert, fencing expert, bow and arrow expert, you know, and I, I can't believe, uh, it took me a while to see who her stepfather was, you know, cause like I was pretty knowledgeable about the, uh, the original content and I, I didn't quite see it. And I'm like, that mustache is weird. And then I was like, I watched it the second time with the wife and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's who it is. That's exactly how do I see it? You know? So, um, the dog, the dog was a lot of fun. You know, that's going to be the heart of the show. You know, the, the baby Groot, the baby Yoda, um, that one eyed dog, I think his name ends up, ends up being lucky. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, tracksuit mafia entertaining so entertaining it's like bro bro i told you <laughs> i just they're great uh what about you dukes what'd you think you hit me up and you're like did you watch hawkeye and i'm like i'm watching it right now but i was at the gym right <laughs> I, I was on the elliptical machine and so i watched it on my phone right on my samsung s10 not like the s10 plus or the s10 ultra <laughs> the s10 so I feel like I lost a lot of the emotion uh, and detail that you guys got because I thought it was just okay. But, you know, normally Joe's pretty critical of, of TV shows and other stuff. And he was like, yeah, it was good. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should watch it again. So I think I'm going to have to watch it again. Uh, did Lucky have one eye, by the way? Yeah. See, I, did, I couldn't tell. I thought Lucky had two eyes until, you know, I, I started – you know, hearing people say that he had one eye. I loved the tracksuit mafia because I remember number one, uh, who says bro more us <laughs> or the tracksuit mafia. Right? That's what I was thinking. Like, have we do right? Like, like who is it us or is it the tracksuit mafia? It's probably us, but <laughs> <laughs> the tracksuit mafia. I remember reading them in the in the Matt Fraction comic book and just thinking like this is so dumb but it's <laughs> funny and the action is good and they translated that perfectly so I love the tracksuit mafia I can't wait to see more of those guys what's her name it's Haley Steinfeld Haley Steinfeld yeah Haley Steinfeld okay okay so 
I thought Haley Steinfeld was just okay. Here was my problem, which I didn't understand. Okay, so I get it. Hawkeye's a grown man, right? But I feel like Haley Steinfeld, I guess Kate, I'll just call her Kate Bishop. Okay. I feel like Kate Bishop, her punches were like way too effective. Like I felt like she, in some cases, was just like knocking these dudes out and kicking them over and stuff like that. But then sometimes she'd like hit people, take like five hits and nothing would happen, right? But then Hawkeye comes along and he's just like, one punch down everybody goes like that scene where he came in and she was hiding in the car i felt like either she was really weak or hawkeye is an op street fighter and i couldn't decide which one it was uh so that bothered me um the swordsman yeah are you gonna explain alfonso who the swordsman is swordsman um in the comic books, the swordsman was uh, part of a circus, uh, Haley Circus. No, wait, that's that's Dick Grayson Circus. He's part of this circus. I forget what it was called. Uh, maybe it was even the circus. Uh, anyways, so a young Hawkeye actually joined up with the circus, and the swordsman trained him, which is kind of weird because he used a sword and Hawkeye used a bow. So I always I always thought that was really funny. It's like, oh yeah, you trained him. Sure, okay, <laughs> but um. You know, so I guess he was a natural with the bow and arrow, but I, I think he worked more with the you know the hand to hand combat and all that. You know, Hawkeye could still use a sword as we saw with Ronan. So um, I, I haven't heard any reveals about this, but I mean, the question is, it's like, is he going to be that same swordsman who helped train Hawkeye? Because if so, I mean, because they haven't met yet, you know, they haven't run into each other, so it's a very big possibility. And I, I always love when they either hint at or you know go with the comic book storyline and change it up a little bit. Um, I mean, they could, you know, not know each other at all. And, you know, it's like even that part where Kate Bishop was fencing with him, you know, she could tell he was holding back. She could tell he was holding back. And as soon as she, like, tried to get him off guard, he just completely disarmed her. Yeah. You know, she's not going to be able to handle him. You know, Hawkeye's going to have to go toe-to-toe with him because he's the big bad, and and she's, she's not going to be able to handle that, you know. Um, and as far as their punches, yeah, I mean, they were they were pretty effective uh, at times and ineffective at times. I mean, you know, uh, me with my martial arts background, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've been hit by you know kids, young girls, young kids, you know that, and and some of those hits they they can get if they get you in the right spot they get you good. It it you know it hurts, and you know, and there were some shots where she hit people and she was they were like oh, and there were shots where she hit people and they're like. <laughs> You know, but uh, and some of the hits she took, you know, I, I think she kind of took them well. Like, you know, she took some punishment. You know, I don't think it was like too much that she couldn't handle. Um, some of those things will wake you up a little bit. Sometimes the adrenaline will get you going. But, you know, some of the hits that she took, you could tell like, man, that's a grown ass man hitting her. Yeah. Um, and and. You know, you could that like she's like she had to tap out a bit. She had to go get in the car and hide because she was she was getting completely overwhelmed. And uh, I personally, I thought they did that well. I did, you know, because she can take a hit. You know, she's been hit before with all her her training. You know, but you know, there's only so much you can take. Put myself in a uh, in a position to not really enjoy it by trying to watch it on my phone. So maybe I'll watch it later. Regarding the swordsman, this swordsman is not going to be in any way the same swordsman from the comic books because i i feel like these guys are the same age and 
Uh, you know, this guy wouldn't have had an opportunity to, to train Clint Barton. Uh, clearly he didn't work in the circus. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like they're going to say that this is the same character in yeah. the sense he's the swordsman, but with a completely different backstory and purpose as far as interacting with Clint Barton. So, yeah, yeah here's the thing. So the piggyback of what Alfonso said, so she's been training since she was she was a kid right yeah so of course she's going to get those hits in and then she's going to get her butt kicked because yeah. if she could just consistently kick those dudes butts why would hawkeye be there yeah hawkeye was a mentor so yeah. even though she can hit a few shoot jump shots doesn't mean she's going to hit a clutch a clutch jump shot without practicing and someone teaching right. her how to hit that clutch shot so that's what that is yeah right second is i i like if you notice when she went in there and she, she was wearing a Ronin suit, if you look at the swordsman, he looked unshook, right? He just kind of looked like, huh, like he knew that's not Ronin, right? right. So yeah. what if they go back to the, what if he did show Hawkeye how to, how to use a sword, but it was when he was getting ready to be Ronin in that little time period, right? Mm -hmm. What if they change it that way? And he that's why he wants the sword so bad, and that's why he wants, you know, because... He could have been training him, and then Hawkeye eventually beat him. So now, what's the best way to do it? Is it to get the is to get the sword that beat him? That could be one theory, right? So, because he looked and he was just like, hmm, like he wasn't shaking at all. And the good thing about this swordsman that he's got a good poker face. Yeah, like he's just sitting there, just chilling with his little like uh, Westwood mustache, little going on, like he's uh, Doc Holiday, and he's just he's unpredictable. Like you don't want to play poker with that guy, bro, because. You know he's up to something, but he's really good at he's eating a little butterscotch like he's like, hmm, whatever. You know, I, I don't know what's going on, right? And so you, you know something's basically gonna happen with that. And I also like to piggyback at what Alfonso said, like, you know, when he's watching that play, like he really zoned out, like he turned off his hearing aid, right? Like he zoned out because he was affected by so much because he misses Nat. So if you look at everything he does, like he's all I'm gonna do what Nat used to do, right? I'm gonna get caught. So it's like paying tribute to you know to Nat, which is dope because when you, you see that one scene where he's in the toilet and you look and he says Thanos is right, you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you see him think right because if he's if he's right, he lost his parent, he lost his, his kids, he lost his wife, right? And if you reverse that decision, he gets it all back, but he loses Nat. So just to see that that whole dynamic of what he was thinking when he saw that, he's taking a piss. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow. And then he dies like, hey, can I take an autograph? Which I'm sure that happens a lot, dude. He's like, bro, I'm taking a piss. You know what I mean? <laughs> but just the whole, and, you know, and him embracing, you know, like he's starting to embrace, he, he, you know, his, his, his whole character, he's in the shadows, right? So he hates to be noticed. He, he's not that guy. Like, you know, when, when, when Kate Bishop was like, yo, they'd sell more toys and stuff. He's like, I'm not here to sell any toys. Right. right. He's just, he wants to be a superhero, but he doesn't want to be known as a superhero. So it's hard for him to accept being a superhero. Like when he was playing LARP, the dude was just freaking out. If you let me kill you, you don't know how much that's, that's, that's to me, that's huge. And he's like, whatever, dude. But he, he just doesn't want to accept him being that guy because I'm, in his mind, he thinks he's the lesser of the heroes. Then you know what I mean? And if you think about it, like he's like, now he's fighting this dude. I was fighting Thanos before. So just the whole dynamic of like one time to save the world, the other one's just to get his suit back. But just him struggling with being accepting to be a hero, which you know, Kate Bishop even said, 
looking at them like you're the reason why I'm, I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. And you have to recognize there are people out there that appreciate and love you, but he's having a hard time accepting that, right? And so I think that's dope. I think it's dope, like them taking on the comics of him being deaf and explaining how he was deaf. You know what I mean? And you know, a lot of people don't know that he was deaf in the comics. So it's kind of cool just to see that dynamic of how they figure it in there, you know, and just the the because you know, like in the in the comic book, you remember Alfonso and Alan. Uh, they they started off. He was more acceptable being her mentorship. So like she was gonna be Hawkeye, and he was cool with it. Where now he's just like, get away from me. You know, like the whole dynamic. He, he has to the the, the the with them working together. She's trying so much to uh, get his love and approval. It's almost like she's trying to get affection from her dad that she had lost. And he's just just like, I just want to go home with my family. I don't care anything about you. So I kind of like how that dynamic's pushing and pulling. You know, to get to the ultimate goal, where like, do you feel like the butterscotch move from the swordsman was intentional to to tell Kate, "I know what you're doing"? Yeah, I honestly, I think he is that arrogant that he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, just like when when he's like, well, clearly I lied, and <laughs> she pointed it out. You know, he he's he is a cocky, arrogant man, and yeah, you know. I, I yeah totally totally he's totally. challenging her he's like do something you know in front of your mom well, we'll just we'll just think about this dude was just sitting there like this oh you got me oh you got me again oh you're just so good right and then bam just with one hand just disarmed her without even trying right right so to alfonso's point yeah this dude is cocky right and him getting a butterscotch it's just like, yeah, I just beat you without even trying, and you can't stop me. Right. But when he offered her the butterscotch, it had the same initials as when she went to the place where um, his uncle was dead. Right. Oh, exactly. I, I, he knows yeah. she knows. And, th right. and that's that's how I figured out that that was a swordsman, because um, swordsman, his name is Jacques, right? Jacques do something or other. So when you didn't, he didn't say his name at all except for Jack. And then when he, when you met the uncle, I was first, the first thing you do is you meet the uncle and the uncle says, my name is Mr. So-and-so, Duvesque or something like that. And then, and then later on, you find out that it's his uncle. And then you hear his name is Jack. And I'm like, oh my, that's Jacques, Jacques Duvesque, you know, that's the swordsman, you know, and, and I had all these cards in my hand and I couldn't play that, you know, I couldn't play that. I did I didn't know. Right. So I, I thought I was impressed that they pulled that over on me. With that mustache. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even catch the mustache, so now I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch it on a bigger screen. Another question. Is her dad actually dead? I would, I would think so, but there was almost a point to where, like, is her dad somebody? You know, I almost did some investigation, you know, like, but I was like, nah, I'm going to leave it just in case I'm surprised. So it, it did cross my mind for a second, but just a brief second. So it's like whether or not he's he's dead or alive, I mean, what use is it going to be, you know? Well, in the comics, remember, it was the dad that had mafia ties. You know, I never got to read that. Right? So the dad had the ties with the mafia. Mm -hmm. Where they're changing it this one because they're saying he's dead. And now it looks like the mom's having ties mm -hmm. with shock. Mm -hmm. And so they switched it up on that. And you you never you know you never know with Marvel they they switch it so many times dude he could be alive somewhere <laughs> but I would ask myself like would he change the dynamic of where they're going 
no, not really. Right. If he's alive, nothing's going to happen. I don't think there's anything that's going to be like, oh, man, he's alive. You know what I mean? If he's dead, he's dead. I don't think there's a reason for him, any use for him to further anything in the movie, you know, in the TV show. As comic book readers, all three of us know no body, no death. <laughs> we didn't have a body, right? Okay. Right. So that tells me he's not dead. This Hawkeye series, obviously, they're going to move things forward in the MCU. But it's also establishing Kate's character for the Young Avengers. So I feel like at some point her dad is going to come back and he is going to have some sort of villainous nature that she's going to have to contend with and overcome as part of her character arc. So even if it's not in Hawkeye, the fact that her and some of the other younger characters are already set up to have their own show, I feel like he will come back and he will play a role to kind of like to Joe's point. The mom is has mafia ties right now. I see the dad in the shadows being a bigger figure than the mom is with mafia ties. Do you think maybe that's why Echo is looming in the background at the end of sec, uh, episode two? Because she's out to take down that mafia tie. She's working with the tracksuit mafia because you know that's her way in to the underground. And they're going to go after whoever the bigger fish to fry is there, which, you know, some would say is Wilson Fisk. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I feel like the tracksuit mafia, they're kind of like, they're like the, in a video game, they're those guys who all look exactly the same and you punch them three times and they fall down and disappear. That is the tracksuit mafia. I think this is her end in order to get to better characters like Wilson Fisk. Where do you think they're going to go with that go? Echo's dad was murdered by was Kingpin, and Kingpin told her the one who killed her dad was bum, ba, da, ba, Daredevil. Oh, in the comics, right? And so they end up becoming lovers, but but she was trying to kill Daredevil because the whole time she was thinking, "Yo, you killed my dad." Right. But eventually, she found out Kingpin was the one that killed her dad, and so that's how she became, you know, like the good character, right? Which eventually became an Avenger and all that stuff. But they didn't accept her because she was such a villain. Mm -hmm. And the one way for her to get accepted was for her to don the first Ronin. So she was the first Ronin. Oh. Right? And so that's how she got in there. So it wasn't Hawkeye. It was, it was actually Echo who was the first right. Ronin. And so the dynamic why everyone's so excited about this is, well, the rumors of uh, the actual dude, I don't know his name. I'm sure Alan knows his name. Uh, the original Kingpin from the Daredevil series. Mm -hmm there's rumors of him might being on the show, yeah. right? And so everybody's hyped up for that. And then- Vin That's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So like everybody likes, you know, him as his portrayal of Kingpin. And so like everyone's kind of excited for that. And if, if you know, we all know Echo has, has their own series coming out. Mm -hmm. So then everyone's, is Daredevil going to be in it? And so it's a, it's a good setup and it's, yeah. it's good. Like in this, just in the two episodes, so much has happened. That it's setting up for uh, future projects in in Marvel. To talk more about Echo in the comics, so basically, when she found out that King Pain, you know, um, was the one that killed her father, she had shot him in the face and he ended up in jail, and that was the start of him getting in jail. And for her to find herself, she left to Japan and she got taught how to be, you know, the Japanese culture from Wolverine. 
when she started learning that and then when she became at peace with herself that's when she came back and then like i said like the avengers and they weren't too keen on her joining because of her past and that's when she don't on the ronin you know yeah. one thing that one thing that we still got to keep in mind is at the end of black widow yelena is going to be coming gunning for hawkeye and that's going to have to happen in this series there's there is something else coming you know that's an interesting point go for it joe what are your thoughts man see here's here's my thinking the whole time i know she's going to be there and i hear alan's voice is it going to be too much Who's the villain? Is it the swordsman? Is it the mom? Is it Echo? Is it Kingpin? Or is it Black Widow's sister? And, and you know, like, he's right. Because they're only going to do six episodes. So there's four more episodes. And I think, also, Alan, you sent me a thing that the episodes are going to be shorter, right? Yeah. Oh. So if the, if the episodes are going to be shorter, like, when is she going to come in? And... Is it going to be, you know, like, what's going to be that dynamic, dude? Like, she's just going to come in and it's just going to, you know, it's just too much going on. Is it going to be episode six, the ending, when she comes in and then ends like that? You know, I. You just made me sad, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This is how Eternals change the Marvel Universe. (laughs) Yeah. I got nothing, dude. You just now I'm not even gonna watch it on a big screen, dude. I'm just gonna stick to my phone, man. I mean, you can still watch it. I mean, it's good, dude. It's really good. I'm actually more excited now than I, you know, than I was before. So that's pretty good. A lot of knowledge, too. You guys went real deep with it. I didn't know much about Echo as far as like her backstory with relating to the Kingpin and Daredevil and everything like that. So this is a side tangent. I remember reading New Avengers and there was a thing, like someone was wearing the Ronin suit, right? right, right. And they were like, who's the Ronin? Who's the Ronin? Who's the Ronin? Yeah. And it was Blade. Blade was yeah. in the Ronin suit. Ah, I love that. Yeah. I, know they can, I know they cannot do it in this series or even in the MCU, but like Blade in the Ronin suit because he has a sword, you know? Mm. Oh my gosh, that was so badass. That's, that's one of my favorite. It was in New Avengers. Uh, and they were just, you know, the whole question was who is the Ronin, and then it was played. So yeah, it was it was good times, man. Joe just made me think of that. Yeah, I remember you had told me that, but you know, like it's not like they can't do it again. I would say when our sons are our age. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot of lazy writing to get to to get to the point yeah. where <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you never know, bro. They might do it, man. I'm more excited now than I was before. So thank you, gentlemen, for that. This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefine. Booyah!